BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your Ben Jarofsky Show for Wednesday, December 21st is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink. They talk about concert listings, they talk about weed, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Ben, tell everybody about your latest column in the Chicago Reader. Oh, man, I took a look at the uh, whether this year was a step forward or a step back. Yeah, that's what I did. I took a look. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it later, but step forward, step back. Local level, national level, and state level. Check it out, Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A, V is in victory, S-K-Y, and now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Mayor NASCAR Wednesday, and here's why. Because the mayor loves NASCAR just a little too much. All right, let me go back. I had just finished, ladies and gentlemen, just finished praising Mayor Lori Light, but I put it in print. It's coming out soon. I talked about the, the column, the end of the year column I wrote, praising Mayor Lori Lightfoot for doing what Daly and Rom couldn't do, said they wanted to do but never did, which is extend the red line all the way to the city border from 95th Street. Gave her pre- credit for that. City Council, too, because they they joined her in that initiative. Finally, an expenditure of TIF funds that's worthwhile, that will actually do what the TIF program is supposed to do, which is help struggling, economically developing struggling communities. That's what the TIF program is supposed to do. So I gave her credit for that. And then... <laughs> It's always like this in Chicago. It's always. I've been here since 1981 and nothing's changed. Mostly it's just wretched news from City Hall. But every now and then they do something nice. And just when you're starting to feel good about the city. Along comes the mayor to do something that makes you feel bad about the city. I'm talking about the headline. And today's bright one. I'm showing it to Dennis right now to prove that it actually exists. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times, it landed on my front stoop this morning. Here we go. I'm going to now recreate the landing there. Oh, that's good. (laughs) That didn't really work out too well. Anyway, great story by Mark Garino. Uh, This is part of the Sun-Times affiliation with BEZ. It's having a positive benefit for Bright One readers, uh, because otherwise I would not have known about this, to be honest with except for Danny Mialopoulos and Dave McKinney. I really don't follow uh, BEZ as closely as I should, so I apologize to all the BEZ people. But anyway, Mark Carino's been on the show, freelance writer, does a lot of stuff for the Washington Post, also loves John Prine. He was on talking about the great uh, John Prine when John Prine died. I did a story. Critics say Lightfoot's NASCAR deal is a wreck. Sometimes headline writers, you can add me to that list of critics. I just, I wish you just the headline had said, what a wreck. Because what a wreck it is. Would it just like, folks, let me try to concentrate right now. Monroe Anderson will be joining us in a little while and we're going to be talking about all the ongoing abuses of Trump and MAGA. 
uh, their attempts uh, to like have an insurrection, take over government, you know, like end democracy as we know it uh, in our country. I'm outraged by it. I know most of my listeners are outraged by it, but like we don't have a good democracy right here in the city of Chicago. You know, I mean, I know all the good liberals in Chicago are outraged by Trump. Where's that outrage about how your city is run, Chicago? There's, where's the outrage about Lori Lightfoot imposing a NASCAR deal on the city of Chicago without Chicago City Council approval? It's all in there. Garino puts it all in there. You can read it yourself. A deal based on assessments cooked up by NASCAR. He's got all the details in there. We talked about this when it first came out. It was kind of a joke. The notion of setting aside valuable lakefront property at the 4th of July uh, for a NASCAR race. So you can't use the parks, but NASCAR can. They're essentially giving NASCAR control of our most valuable downtown lakefront property, public property for their private use. Turn it, Grant Park and the streets around it into a giant race course. Somehow or other, it's going to be beneficial for Chicago. And NASCAR cooked up some numbers that said, like, it'll bring $100 million worth of investment to the city of Chicago. I, I remember <laughs> they just cook up these numbers, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'd like to see the evidence of that. There is no evidence of that. So give Garino credit, bulldog investigative reporter that he is. He tracked down whatever evidence they had. He had to go file a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, to get the contract. Why that contract is not just available to anybody, just look it up on the Internet. It should be just publicly available on a section called contracts. <laughs> not that hard, ladies and gentlemen, under a section C for contracts and then N for NASCAR. But no, he had to file a Freedom of Information Act request. Go through old rings. Jump through those, over, over, clear those hurdles. Jump through those hoops. Just to get something that should be available to absolutely anyone with the clicking on their internet. And this deal that Lori Lightfoot cut didn't require city council approval. No democracy in Chicago. She just imposed it. Now we're going to lose our lakefront for a week. I for nothing. I forgot about the deal until Garita pointed it out. This is what they say they're going to give us in this deal. What a joke. They say we're going to get $500,000. That's what they say we're going to get. City of Chicago is going to get $500,000 Okay, from the NASCAR people. That's what they're going to give us for renting this valuable land. All right? $500,000. And, you know, Mayor Lori Lightfoot makes such a big deal about it. You think that like that $500,000 was going to eradicate all our obligations. That $500,000 were going to enable Monroe Anderson's property tax bill to fall. He just got finished paying just like the rest of us, his second uh, portion of his property tax bill. I won't ask him how much it was. I know it was outrageous. Guy lives in Lincoln Park. It must be outrageous. My bill was outrageous. I live on the north side too. So boy, like for acts like, yes, we're bringing NASCAR to town. We're going to get $500,000. Like, that matters. Like, that's going to bring down our property tax. Like They think you're so dumb, Chicago. That's the part that gets to me. The insult implied and implicit in everything they do. They think you're so dumb. Like, $500,000. Whoa. Oh. Heavens to Betsy. Oh. <laughs> and meanwhile, what Garrido points out 
is that, you know, it's going to be a cost to NASCAR to police overtime for NASCAR, just setting up and cleaning up afterwards, et cetera, and so forth. That $500,000 will be gone like that. And Monroe's tax bill will go up even further next year. And so will mine. And what are we getting? A race, a car race. I think he told me, I told Mark on the phone to bring him on today to talk with us, but uh, he's on a deadline. Car is working reporter in the city of Chicago. He's on another deadline. He'll come on. I'll bring uh, Juanita Irizarry from Friends of the Park to talk about this as well. Because this really gets to me, folks. She just imposed this. Just imposed this deal on us. No vote in the city council. No democracy. No legislative overview. It's like Trump didn't even have this kind of power. Well, maybe he did. I don't, I don't think so. He did. He <laughs> Monroe weighs it. He didn't. He, his taxes weren't audited the four years. Valuable point. Valuable point. We'll get into that. We'll get. He. You could see Monroe straining at the leash to talk about Trump and his taxes, and so am I. And Trump and the uh, insurrection. So am I. But get back to this NASCAR deal, which will directly impact uh, the amount of taxes I pay, the amount of taxes Monroe pays. I want to support public education in the city of Chicago. Monroe, I'm speaking for him, wants to support public education in the city of Chicago. I want to support a thriving park district in the city of Chicago. So does Monroe. We do not mind. I'm speaking for Monroe here. Maybe he'll uh, counter what I'm saying, but I doubt it. We do not mind supporting public services for the people in the city of Chicago. But this is, this, this giveaway deal, if this had been done in the days of Mayor Sawyer, Monroe, who Monroe was his press secretary, he would be getting reamed from one end of the city to the other. Monroe knows that. This, this, this is like Mayor Daly stuff. Just going to impose this on people. Mayor Lori Lightfoot said, oh, I'm going to bring in the light. Well, in this case, she turned off the light. We're going to, you know, and I think in the old days, there was Taste of Chicago. They have, I used to talk about this all the time. They had these great concerts in the park. And they were by and large free. If you, if you sat in the band shell area, uh, you would have to pay for those seats. But the vast majority of people who were at Grand Park got to see it for free. And they had on Sunday, it was like old people music. I always talk about this. So like all the geezers could come out, like myself and my wife. We would come out. We saw the Isley Brothers. We saw the OJs. We saw Erica Badu. We saw George Clinton, one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen. That's what we got in our public park back in the day, which was like four years ago. Now we get NASCAR. And it's going to cost us, I forget how many hundreds of dollars to get in. It's not free. You can't go and watch it for free. Absolute disgrace. City of Chicago. One step forward. In this case, two steps back. All right. There, I said it. I had to get that off my chest. Monroe Anderson, is there anything you want to add to this uh, before we move on to Donald Trump and his taxes and the insurrection? I'm, I'm leaning towards your point of view. However, um, I think we're going to have to let it happen to see what what type of um, PR it brings to the city. 
publicity and um, how many people it draws because you're not factoring in, from what I could tell, the, the, the spectators, people coming from all over the world to see this. Lori is thinking like your your man Rom. That's exactly. But first, yeah, she's a, <laughs> that's what she's doing. <laughs> oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> because no, no, this is what she 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 wants to make Chicago mm -hmm. an international city. I mean, recognize it or or keep it recognized as one for those who do recognize it. And so you need. Big events. I, mean, I was on the board of the Arts Alliance Illinois, and uh, we were pushing having arts events in, in neighborhoods throughout the city, so that uh, um, a, a given community, let's say Pilsen, could have something and, and it would benefit Pilsen. Rom's perspective on it was he wanted some super big event where people would come in to downtown, spend money uh, in hotels and bars and restaurants or what have you, and um, and it would get um, international attention and make Chicago yet another international draw. Those are two different philosophies, um, and and that's where Lori is. Oh my, God. my thinking on this is we have yeah. to see how how you know I. I I don't like it if it's costing so much money and, and tying up downtown. I don't like that, but but it may be a surprisingly beneficial. Yeah. Okay. yeah it, it, it's not, you know, we had this uh, this d discussion, d disagreement a couple of months ago about with the Bears where I, I said <laughs> that the good thing, although basically good riddance to the Bears, except... I I would I, I think the city would lose out on the free advertising, the the the, the beauty shots of the lakefront, and the skyline when the Bears are playing. And they, if it goes out there, and it may not be headed out there now, but if it goes out there, we're going to lose that. You, know, like you thought that they would still be doing it, but they don't do it for New York. The New York football teams who are no longer in New York, you don't see those beauty shots anymore on those games. Well, I let me put it this way, ladies and gentlemen. When I first met Monroe Anderson, he was a streetwise, street smart kid from Gary, Indiana. And now all these years later, he's turned <laughs> into a Chicagoan. <laughs> if the mayor says so, look, no. this doesn't glorify Chicago. This glorifies the mayor. And I'll tell you this. I hear what you're saying. This is the argument I've been dealing with. The Daily made this argument for the Olympics, which one more time, thank you, International Olympic Committee, for sparing that enormous suspense that would have probably bankrupted us. Okay. I'll open check on it and to pay for filling up every park in the city with a bunch of stuff that would still be sitting there, Monroe, because there was no money to take it down. We would have lost our parks. But Daly made that argument, and that's the argument that uh, then Rom picked up, is that being uh, an entity that takes care of the people of the city of Chicago is not good enough. 
And we have to do something to bring people from outside of Chicago into Chicago to, to prove that we are a world-class city. And I got to tell you, I'd rather have the Isley brothers playing in Grand Park open to everybody in the city of Chicago. I'd rather have George Clinton as old as he was, he had a great band. He was just kind of wandering around the stage smoking reefer. I'd rather have that in a heartbeat than have the entire lakefront, downtown, Grant Park, blocked off for the, with on the most feeblest of promises cooked up by the PR crew at NASCAR that it was somehow going to attract 100,000 people to Chicago and bring But you know what? What you're saying is classic Chicago. Let's see. Okay, let's see if it works. So, and if it doesn't, then you don't do it again. Well, um, and, also, <laughs> and, and you never know. There could be a car crash is what you, why people go to these races, because otherwise it's pretty boring to see cars drive around in a circle. But a car crash and you, you got yourself something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the views and opinions of Monroe Anderson do not necessarily reflect those. Of All right. Well, this is an age-old uh, argument that Monroe and I will, uh, have had for years. We'll probably have Yeah, and in. I'm not – actually, I'm not arguing for it. I, you know, I, I started this com commentary saying that I tended to agree with you on this one, except I'm not as – hardcore on it as you are because something might and I, and I emphasize might um, good come out of it for the city. Right. So we'll cut a deal. Uh, I predict it'll be an utter disaster and it'll end up costing us money uh, and you uh, I am at, you will out of just being a good sport will agree to pick up whatever portion of my property tax goes up uh, to pay for this debacle. I'll just send you a check, uh, an invoice uh, for that uh, next year. All right, let's move on. Uh, but by the way, good job. Really, one more time, Mark Carino, good job from WBEZ. It was uh, in today's Sun-Times. I urge everybody to read it. Uh, and it's, uh, it's headline again. Critics say Lightfoot's NASCAR deal is a wreck. WBEZ analysis of contracts shows minimal financial benefit to city, few specifics on who pays related costs. Mark Carino, good job. Uh, okay, okay, before you go on, let me let me make this point. Okay. When I was press secretary, we were approached uh, about having the rock and roll the Museum of Rock and Roll here mm -hmm. in the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And Sawyer, everybody in the Sawyer administration, A, was was more concerned about trying to get him reelected. And B, um, had your mentality of, we don't need any big rock and roll guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be in the way or what have you. It's in Cleveland instead of Chicago. And Cleveland is very happy to have it. And they're doing very well with it. I was pushing for it to come here. Nobody else cared. Well, okay. So let me, all right, since you raised that, let me say this to that. Yeah. Uh, the devil is in all the details. Uh, I would say that a rock and roll hall of fame, uh, which if it's run properly, and I've never been to it, but apparently it's run properly, yeah. uh, is a I gift. Yeah. It's a year-round draw 
Yeah. Uh, and the, the costs, you don't have to give up your parks for it. Now, yeah. if, if, if they were proposing to put it in the middle of Grant Park where they're putting this NASCAR thing, I would object. If they were going to put it in Washington Park where they're going to put that monstrosity of the Olympics, I would object. If you're going to build the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, in one of the many, 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 many vacant lots throughout the city, thus putting them to good use, I would applaud it. So I think uh, the two are not comparable. And uh, I believe that this is a continuation of a policy that began under daily, baby daily, where parks were viewed not as open public space for the public, but vacant land that the powers could be could then rent out or sell off to clouded people. Uh, And I think that goes that does a great disservice to our city. Uh, Now I say this as somebody, I admit, I love parks. I love open space. I love to go for walks along in parks and uh, I use them. And when I was young, I actually played sports in parks, believe it or not, Monroe, I was young enough to play softball and tech and flag football. I go jogging. I'm not that young anymore. So I just mainly walk through them. So I have a completely different philosophy than the mayors, uh, Daly, Rahm, and Lori Lightfoot when it comes to public parks. I believe public parks should be for the public, the public uh, in Chicago. They should be open, and they should not be turned over to private interests. I put up with Lollapalooza, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, it's just like fighting Lollapalooza is what? I don't know. It's just it's it's like well, trying it takes up a park that takes up a part of a park and, i know if and it's yeah. a week long but i just yeah. i've raised the white flag on while lala blues is what i'm saying there's some things i can't i raised the white flag in the obama center going in uh jackson park i just like why do you have to put it in a park what why do you have to put the obama center in what there's so much vacant land all over the south side why does it have to be i never understood that monroe other than that's where barack obama and michelle obama wanted to go right okay well that answers that question and it's close to the university of chicago so there's a lot of vacant land that's close to the university of chicago that's for certain you just go a little bit west, a little bit south. You got a ton of vacant land that's really close <laughs> to the University of Chicago. So I know I was I was I was on the losing side in that one, Monroe. So I was pushing for the west side to get the Obama Center. People laughed at me. Then they go, "Obama's not going to put the Obama Center in the right. west side of Chicago." Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is Chicago's draw is um, Lake Michigan. And so if you have any prime, I mean, any any venue that you want to be um, an, an attraction, it should be on the lake. Well, if that goes back to 1893 with the White City. Yeah, but then the other argument is that uh, uh, open and free. That was the argument that the the lakefront should not be developed. The lakefront should be uh, as much as possible for the public. And that struggle that that has been going on ever since, the fight to keep uh, buildings off the lakefront and then the temptation of our powerful mayors to put stuff on the lakefront, like McCormick Place. Mayor Daly, 
Old Man Daily listeners, not Baby Daily. Old Man Daily put McCormick Place there. That's right. about the, roughly the time you moved to Chicago. What a hideous construction that was. And all the do-gooders. Yeah, it burned and, and down. Right. Go ahead. It, remember, it burned down, too. Yeah, then they, they burned down. They built it up again. <laughs> oh, and, and, and while we're talking about Daddy Daly, yeah. he was going to put an airport out yes. in the middle of the lake. No, that was Baby Daly. No, that was Daddy Daly was going to do You're right. Daddy Daly in the lake, Daddy Baby Daly, Daly in the hegwish. You're right. I, yeah, I, right. right. Yeah. Daddy Daly watered it out in the lake. Yeah. Which they the lake. was interesting, except imagine how how, how um, planes would be trying to land. <laughs> It'd be like being on a battleship, basically. Yeah, and, and the classic thing, Chicago, this tells you – there was like a handful of people who would oppose these things relative and everybody went along because you're all like lemmings in Chicago when it came to dailies, particularly daddy daily, like the whole, you would say like 40, 45 aldermen would line up for it. The, you know, the, the, well, the, the, except the, the tribune, you know, you could be re, relied on to weigh in, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, they had just their the powerful people lined up just, Ready to go. You you taking their marching orders from the boss of Chicago. I'm telling you, not much different than the way Trump runs things. Just saying, I got to say this, that that Chicago mentality with the, of the dailies and Rom and Lori Lightfoot's got some of it too. Not much dif- different than how Trump looks at the world. as like, he's in charge. I'm the book. And Musk too. Elon Musk, these like egomaniacs who think, their word is the only one that matters. I don't see that much of a difference between the Trump mentality and the daily mentality. Just thinking about that airport in the lake, how stupid an idea that was. Oh, my God. And you know what the weird thing is, Monroe? Baby Daly was the one who took Meg's field out. Yes. You know, Daddy Daly really wanted to you like know, a beef in the night. And then they're in Washington with that. <laughs> <laughs> like a thief in the night. He's, he had those bulldozers sneak in in the middle of the night. They ripped up Meg's field. His father wanted to put an airport in the lake. He took the one that was on the lake. Oh, my goodness. What a city. But that was a private interest, really. I mean, that was a private interest airfield. Yeah. I mean, by that, I mean, if, if, you, uh, if you had taken up flying at some point in your life, that you could have used it for your, your plane. Um, if you were a state legislator, yeah. it was very convenient to get to Illinois, I mean, to Springfield there. But but very few Chicagoans benefited from that airport. Yeah. No, I, and, and that was one of the things, uh, God, I remember uh, when Daly did that, I was sort of like, well, if the mayor's going to have unlimited power to do whatever he wants, turning this private uh, airport on the lake into a park, not a bad deal. I was kind of my idea. If you're going to have a tyrant, just right. complete control. I was not part of uh, the anger. If, as always, I was on the wrong side of Chicago. You know, most Chicagoans are outraged and angered. And I was like, Wait, you suddenly woke up and realized that Mayor Daly has dictatorial control over things that happen in the city and you've been voting for him? You suddenly realize it took this to get you to realize that? 
Chicagoans are a funny breed, Monroe. They're very, I've studied them now for over 40 years and they're, you guys are interesting. You're an interesting bunch. Uh, that's all. All right, let's say, let's uh, move on to Trump. There's so much going on in Trump world. Trump is no longer the president, of course, but the uh, the aftershocks of his presidency uh, want to uh, just carry on. He, he's on the way to becoming public enemy number one. <laughs> it is, you know, I talked about this yesterday, Monroe, and uh, I said on the uh, on the mic, I go, we I gotta put this to to Monroe. I can't wait. Too bad it's not a Wednesday when the story broke about the congressional committee, the uh, the January sixth committee that did their investigation. It had uh, two Republicans on the committee. Other than that, it was Democrats. Uh, and they came to the conclusion uh, that Donald Trump uh, helped instigate an insurrection uh, against the American government, which is in itself an act of treason. In our lifetime, Monroe, in our lifetime, Monroe and I, we've, we've lived through a lot of abusive presidents. Uh, thinking of Reagan and Iran-Contra. I'm thinking of uh, uh, Nixon with Watergate, uh, Johnson uh, with the war in Vietnam and lying. Uh, with the Pentagon Papers, as the Pentagon Papers revealed, but uh, leading an insurrection <laughs> against the government, trying a, bon- a bona fide insurrection. Yes. Oh, what what if we ha- were having a re- <laughs> an insurrection? Let's, let's do this. <laughs> oh Lord! So uh, the question I have for you, uh, there's many questions. Uh, but is where do we go from here on this? And follow me. I uh, will read very carefully the coverage of the uh, January 6th committee report. And I look for uh, expression of outrage from Republicans about the findings. And again, there were two Republicans uh, on that committee, Kinzinger uh, and Cheney. Both of them were bounced by essentially their constituents. Kinzinger chose not to run for re-election, but he was essentially exiled from the Republican. He was canceled by the Republican Party in Illinois. He was His culture was canceled, okay? Uh, quick call on Elon Musk. Uh, and uh, Liz Cheney was literally defeated uh, in a uh, pro- Republican primary by some uh, MAGA robot. Uh, mega cultist. So um, there were none. There was no outrage from elected Republican officials. There was outrage from previous Republican Congress people, but silence, radio silence from most of the Republican leaders. You know, about the, what was reported or or the, the, what they were they were upset. Uh, on what what the committee reported, or they were upset. I mean, what what were, are you talking about? I'm talking about criticism of Donald Trump, expressing outrage at the insurrection, uh, expressing uh, oh, appreciation. No, because they're in on it. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, they're in on it. Some of them will be going to jail before this is over. So of course, there was no outrage. It's 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 a witch hunt. 
yeah. you know, like in yeah. uh, which crime should we, 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 we indict them for first? Because then we have so many choices. It's a smorgasbord of crim, criminal activity going on here. So which one do we do first? That's hilarious. Oh, a witch as in W-H-I-C-H, not a witch as in right. W-I-C-H. Exactly. Which one? Right. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, so how do you think they're going to play it? I mean, we'll get into the Democrats in a while, but how do you think they're going to play it? Like Ron DeSantis. Okay. We'll get into him. Ron DeSantis wants so bad to be the Republican nominee, uh, for our president. So how is Ron DeSantis supposed to play this? You know, on one hand, it besmirches Donald Trump, makes it easier, uh, for Ron DeSantis to get that Republican nomination. On the other hand, uh, the MAGA cultists, that comprise, I don't know, 50% at least of the Republican Party. Uh, I think, think they're it is down a, to 30. What's that? I think they're down to 30, 35 now. Uh, well, I sure, it, 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 I didn't see any evidence That's of that. Big, huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any evidence of that in the primaries uh, of 2022. Uh, you may, in the 2022 primaries, uh, Donald Trump's brand uh, rolled. They rolled in Illinois. Darren Bailey uh, got Trump's blessing. Yeah, no. Steamrolled the others. This is what happened. They got an ass whipping from coast to coast. (laughs) And some of them got the message that, well, maybe we ought to come up with something else. All right, so let's say it is 35%. How does, in your opinion, how does Ron DeSantis, or any Republican seeking the nominee, but in particular Ron DeSantis, deal uh, with the fact that the evidence shows that Trump led the insurrection, but let's say 35% of the party thinks it's a witch, not W-H-I-C-H, but a W-I-T-C-H. Yeah, right. So yeah. how does he thread this needle? Go. Oh, he's going to, he will continue his um, Trump light act, L-I-T. You know, like like Bud Light beer, he will continue his Trump-like act um, and coming up with crazy stuff, um, like he's flip-flopped on COVID, for example. Uh, I mean, what he what he's trying to sell himself as is uh, a smarter, more attractive Trump. Uh, this is this is the the remnants of Trumpism we're seeing, and he's one of them. Just, just like um, Carrie Lake, she's doing her Trump act in Arizona. You know, she's she's not she. It, it was stolen from her. Um, you have George um, Santos in New York. Who did a did a Trump act, Trump light act? He was um, he he just lied about everything as Trump has lied as, as about everything. I mean, we've been discussing for years, you and I, about Trump's taxes and uh, how they were going to show that he was a bad businessman and that he was um, had crooked things going on and. It's 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 it, the threads are being pulled as we speak because there's so much to go through, but it's it's 
he did, did you see the four boxes for his taxes for, yeah. for four boxes you you do your taxes and, and you you got one box by yourself but <laughs> 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 I mean, he had fewer boxes for his taxes than he did for um, uh, stolen material. <laughs> yeah, at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Well, I I go okay. So we'll get into the taxes thing uh, in a little bit. I I'm watching this with fascination because to, to really get rid of Donald Trump from the public arena, it's going to take a Ron DeSantis-type Republican, a former believer, a former lemming, a former cultist, or an abbot from Texas, somebody like that, to lean into, as they say, the committee report and say, Donald Trump is a danger to our country. This report shows that. To really get rid of him, and then to defeat Trump in a Republican primary while campaigning on that theme. Yeah, but that won't work. I mean, because you just will, you, you just will get a Trump light if it's a DeSantis or an Abbott. No, and but what so I'm saying is, I don't... Trumpism. Yeah, so in other words... To defeat him, they have to do that. Otherwise, they have to play this game where they let the Democrats beat him up and they pretend like they don't like what the Democrats are doing and they think it's unfair and they think it's a witch hunt. But would you please leave the scene right now, Donald Trump? You know, you're unelectable. Uh, and I don't know if that's a winning ticket to get over the people who don't like Trump. You know what I'm saying? In uh, in a November general, it's like, okay, we're just going to, you're just going to have to collective. Am I mean, it does work. When I think about it, it does work here in Chicago to make that comparison. Uh, Mayor Rahm came in and said, I'm going to, he never denounced daily by name. He was too afraid to do that. But he says, I'm going to change everything my predecessor did. Uh, so we do play that game here in Chicago. It's going to be like that kind of game. Do you understand what I'm saying, Monroe? Yeah, or? I don't agree. agree. I, I understand what you said. What I'm saying is that Trumpism, you had this population out there of scared white people, afraid that the brown people were going to take over and change their lives forever. And Trump came along and says, I'm the great white hope. Okay, Trump is melting like the Wicked Witch of the West. He's melting. Water, they're pouring water on him every day now. And so he's going to disappear, the man, in terms of, of, of influence and power. But his idea has metamorphosized. And so what the Democrats need to do is um, hunt down the Trumpers, the uh, militia guys, and all these negative things have happened. The politicians who are refusing to accept uh, a loss and a legitimate election um, get, uh, make fun of them, um, 
show how crazy they are. I mean, it, it, it has to be dealt with. Only the Democrats can do this. The Republicans can't do it, won't do it, because they're too vested in it. I mean, you know, this, this guy did an insurrection, and they aren't even yelling about that yet, the Republicans. Yeah, that's my point, because, yeah. Yeah, because they were part of it. And so what, what's, what's, what's going to And, you know, and actually, we should have done this after the Civil War. We should have all, all the Confederates should have been, been sent to jail, put in prison, or executed for being traitors. And that, that would have been the end of that. But what they ended up doing was compromising with the, the, the Southerners um, during Reconstruction. And the next thing we know, they're, they're still fighting the war. Same, same with Nixon, same thing with Nixon. Gerald Ford pardons him. And then a couple of years later, Nixon goes, well, um, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a witch hunt. And whatever, if the president does it, then it's not illegal. If he had been in, indicted, and maybe he, they didn't have to put him in prison, but declared him a crook, which he had tax problems too, if you recall. Nixon did, yeah. Then we wouldn't have had it. This is why they have to do Trump. They have to indict him. They have to convict him. Now, whether they actually put him behind bars in an orange suit, I don't know if that's going to work out. But it, it has to be no questions asked. This is the Democrats. One last thing. The Democrats learned their lesson uh, after you, um, you had the, the investigation where Bill Barr was able to define it and say that there was there there was uh, nothing wrong with, with what was going on. The Mueller report. Yeah, yeah, with the Mueller report because Mueller didn't say this guy did wrong, and and somebody ought to put him in jail. The the Democrats learned from that it's the way Trump was able to lie his way out of it. So the the January sixth committee. Having learned this lesson, not only gives you the whole movie, but they give you footnotes and 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 and, and second opinions and yeah. you know, they 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 gave you the whole game. It was none of this. Well, look at these horrible things that was done. You you ought to be able to figure this out on your own. Yeah, no, the uh, oh my God, the Mueller report. Yeah, he pulled his punch. You're absolutely correct. Uh, and not too recently, I reread. I can't believe I did this. I reread uh, the Washington Post had an introduction to the actual Mueller report, which I think is more interesting than the actual Mueller report. Yeah, uh, and it uh, it contrasted Donald Trump's career, part of what the, the introduction did, Donald Trump's career to Robert Mueller's career. They're they're the same generation. One served in Vietnam, one didn't, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, and they're just such different creatures and such different beings. And Donald Trump effectively intimidated uh, Robert Mueller uh, and he pulled his punch. And you're absolutely correct. And uh, as a result, <laughs> Donald Trump skated. Now, 
you're saying the Democrats have learned their lesson. All right, so we're moving into a new political terrain in the next year, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this as it unfolds. Yeah. Just think about this, Monroe. The Republicans are taking charge of the uh, the House. They won the House thanks to the idiocy of New York Democrats. We'll get into that in a little while. Uh, and uh, the the biggest collection of clueless politicals in the country, I think you'll agree with me, are New York Democrats. Put that aside for the moment. We'll get to George Santos in a little bit. Uh, so the Republicans are taking control of the House. Uh, and they've made it clear that they intend to investigate the investigators. So not only will there no longer be congressional investigations of Donald Trump's wrongdoing uh, or uh, the insurrection, there will be an investigation instead of the people who investigated the insurrection. Never quite seen anything like this in my entire yeah, that's life. Not, that's not what's going to happen. Go ahead. What do you think? All, all, all this data they have on um, Trump. That Trump's bad actions are going to be hand delivered to the Democratic Senate. And they're going to continue this. They can keep it alive. They can have they can have their investigations. They they'll have that to talk to. And so what we're going to do is have a warring upper and lower house. And the good thing about that, if you're a Democrat, is we got the truth on our side, whereas House Republicans are going to be making shit up. <laughs> Which they're good at. Right, exactly. Uh, and there'll be a subpoena. It'd be interesting, like, if uh, if they make good on their uh, threats. Steve Bannon was the first one I heard say this, uh, that they're going to say. Better, remember he said to he, the, the warning he gave to the... Right, right. Hold on to your uh, date books and calendars, yeah, your notes, because we're yeah, coming yeah. for him. Steve right. Bannon said this, right? Uh, this a couple months ago, and uh, thank yeah, you. I, 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 I think of that as whistling through the graveyard, personally. But we'll see. You we'll know, see. I, 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 because they don't have anything. They, the, the, the Republicans have nothing. They don't even have solutions to the problems they criticize. I agree with you uh, right down the line. One thing I've learned over the last six years of uh, watching the MAGA movement, it's probably more than six years. It goes yeah. back to Benghazi. So the MAGA movement, Trumpism actually began before Trump and Trump crystallized yeah, with Trump. Yeah, the teabaggers. Yeah, the teabaggers. So one thing that Republicans uh, will do is they will just keep banging at a drum. Even if they don't have anything, they, they own uh, Fox Media. Right. So. You know, and, you all, and and ninety percent of talk radio is right. Yeah. So I, I go back to what I started the show by saying, uh, I still believe that at least fifty percent of the Republican Party is under the MAGA. So at least uh, I don't know what a public opinion poll says about their attitudes about Donald Trump, but uh, they generally subscribe to Trumpism, as you pointed out, and so. Uh, so then the fight like over when uh, I, I'm a, I could see so many subpoena fights, whether, uh, you know, like Adam Schiff's private notes and does he turn them over? And if he does turn them over, how they turn that into you. Know, look how they squeeze so much juice out of hiding a Hunter Biden's uh, laptop. So oh, we're not done with that. yet. What a madness. Utter madness and you know what folks we saw the insurrection you saw it america you saw it 
I saw it in Monroe's eyes, the very outset, before I even saw it literally on TV. When I was talking to him and it was happening in real time, we saw it. You choose to ignore what you see right in front of you, Monroe. You know what I'm saying? Because it's inconvenient. You don't want to look at it. You just want to look the other way. You, America saw it. This, this is why what we have to do as Democrats is beat them again in 2024. And two or three more shellackings. <laughs> and, and they will, well, first of all, there's a, a, a real possibility that um, the Republican Party won't exist as a national party in eight, in eight years. If, because if they stay on this route, they're on. Wow. They won't, they, 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 they will have regional victories and what have you, but there'll be a Lincoln party instead, yeah, which is where all the um, ex, um, exiled and, and um, used to be Republicans are. Like where the Liz Cheney's go? Yeah, yeah. The all those people, they, will, they will start a new party. Call it the Lincoln Party or something, and that's where the 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 the, the true conservative voters will go. Yeah, you know, um, not, not the con artists and grifters. Uh, the uh, it, it's it's a funny appropriation of Lincoln's name by either faction, uh, but I'll put that to aside. Yeah, uh, before I go down that path of ancient history. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see that this will be a conversation we'll be having throughout the year. And we'll be following this, the games uh, being played uh, by MAGA. I'm just going to call them if they are with that uh, to try to divert attention uh, from something that you all saw. Ladies and gentlemen, you all saw the insurrection and they're going to try to divert your attention. And you hear you hear the lies about. Trump being the real president and Biden not winning. I mean, that, that, that lie is still out there. I mean, they had a lot of people on the ticket in November who were deniers. And, and, and it, you know, and this shows how, how, how cray-cray these people are. Trump, the election was stolen for Trump. But the other Republicans went un untouched. Corruption didn't touch them. They oh, won. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Trump lost it. But but uh, yeah, it was, it was no. for Trump. But but then the voters said, "Well, we're going to steal it from Trump, but we'll leave all these other people in here." Yeah, no, it's 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 utter, it's absurd. We all know it's absurd. Uh, yet it's taken hold, and that's another thing. Uh, as we go forward, and you mentioned DeSantis, we, we talked about DeSantis and how he'll deal with the insurrection, uh, how DeSantis will deal with allegations of the 2020 election being stolen. And then, of course, DeSantis, the complete rewriting of COVID history, which I'm watching now. You're, we're both watching. The whole country's watching. Uh, and so now uh, that COVID is no longer an existential threat as it was in 2020. Uh, there's an attempt to completely rewrite just what went down, the actual serious threat of it, the impact uh, that wearing masks had for the positive, the impact that 
vaccine had for the positive. Do you realize, Monroe, there's so much anti-vaccine crusade uh, in this country right now? Uh, and there, I've not seen one piece of evidence, one scientific document, one scientific survey of Met of doctors, hospitals, patients, what have you, that shows there was any negative reactions, significant negative reactions from getting vaccinated. Right. None. Absolutely none. And yet you would, there's an anti-vaccine, there's no, like Aaron Rodgers, all the anti-vaxxers, Bradley Beal, I'm the, these yeah. are all athletes who who do fought it, resisted Kyrie. it. Kyrie. What's that? Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie Irving, this the great scientist, Kyrie Irving, Dr. Irving. All these uh, prominent athletes, I remember Bradley Beal saying, well, they don't tell us about the athletes who had adverse reactions to the vaccine. I don't, they don't tell you because it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, no, and, I mean, but there's an anti, there's an anti, intelligence anti-science movement going on so we now have measles again yeah we have polio popping up in new york i mean and it's because okay we we won't we needles are bad and just going it alone being john wayne against these viruses is good no it's uh it's it's a, a strange cult that's developing in so many ways throughout the country. Uh, and, you know, I, I share uh, the, the, the sense of the absurdity of how the, the entire COVID uh, panic went through, how what uh, I understand the mixed messages that were sent out. I understand the confusion. I understand that the Fauci's of the world said one thing at the outset. Uh, for whatever reasons, and then they were saying something later on. Uh, it was really obvious here in the city of Chicago. I thought Mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, there were so many mixed messages that they sent out. Uh, so I get all that went down, but you can't run away from the, the essential fact that uh, this disease was killing thousands and thousands of people who were very vulnerable, uh, and that the threat ended with the vaccine the right. serious existential threat it's still a threat but yeah. it, i don't i shouldn't say mainly a threat to people who, who remain unvaccinated yeah and or just get the one vaccine i mean and that's like I, I'm, I'm going here because i'm watching ron DeSantis run away from the position he took in 2020 because he thinks it's more advantageous uh in a republican primary to have his rewritten history, I have a feeling is going to do something similar with the insurrection and voter fraud because he's got to win that Republican primary before he could get to run against Biden. Do you follow what I just said? Yeah. And I, I'm watching it happen. Uh, we're watching it happen in real life. All right. Trump's taxes. Uh, as we speak, uh, the New York Times is going through them. I haven't had a chance to take a deep dive, so we'll have to hold off on the deep dive on Trump's taxes uh, for another show. Oh no, there's time. They're they're, they're going to be going through this. <laughs> this is this is an Easter egg hunt going on with Trump's taxes. <laughs> oh Lord, that's funny. An Easter egg hunt. Easter comes early. Uh, so, what do you think it's going to show, Monroe? 
uh, what we knew all along, that he's a grifter, a liar, a cheater, <laughs> and, and he could care less about America yeah. than Putin. He loves America about as much as Putin does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, you know, no, well, first of all, and, and, and we've discussed this for three or four years now, He's not a good businessman. Yeah. In fact, um, I read a piece, this was maybe a couple of years ago, that said had Trump, Trump's daddy gave him all this money. That's where his wealth came from, mm -hmm. from his father. If he had just taken the money that his father gave him and put it in the bank, yeah, he'd be richer today than he is with all these bad businesses. Yeah. And, and, and and by the way, did you did, did you get your um Trump your ninety nine dollar Trump <laughs> No, I did not get that. See what that's what he is. He's uh, uh a shameless salesman. And a grifter. Uh, he's a grifter. He's a, yeah, he's, grifter. He's, 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 yeah, he's a carnival barker. Yeah, and he's, shameless. He's, yeah, right. You you didn't grow up here, so you, Riverview wasn't around when you were growing up, right? Uh, when I moved to uh, Evanston from the great state of Rhode Island, yeah. uh, Riverview was in its last year. Okay. And I would, uh, I begged my mom to take me there. I go, come on, mom, I want to go to Riverview. And she said she would, but by the time she got around, it was already gone. So I yeah. never went to Riverview. So you missed it because Riverview yeah. was like great America, but better. Much better. It, it had a certain griminess to it. it you could smell Riverview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they they had this this freak show that you could go to. They had this carnival barker outside, literally a carnival barker, who would tell tell you come in and see that alligator lady and this you know all, all, all these these so-called freaks of nature, you know, like, for example, the alligator lady was uh, a woman with uh, probably the worst case of psoriasis that you've ever seen, but she wasn't an alligator. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the painting on the outside, you know, it was a tent, and they'd have these drawings to, to attract you to it. And so on the drawings, it looked more like it was a real alligator lady in there. And you go in there, and it'd be this. Or they'd have... The world's shortest person, the world's tallest person. It was all this stuff like that. That you know, it cost a quarter to get it or something. So you didn't feel that cheated. I, I could, I just imagine Trump, uh, yeah, uh, at the at the front of the gate. Yeah, you've like, like opened up this whole, um, uh, this whole wound uh, that I still hasn't completely healed about. Uh, uh, never getting to go to Riverview. It's so funny. I was just listening to you talk about it. it reminds me of what the kids I met at uh, Nichols Junior High. Oh, you got to go to Riverview. Oh, no, Riverview, never been to Riverview? It was great. It really was. Like, they, oh. they had this. They had this um, parachute <laughs> ride. Yeah. Where you would you would you would go up on this. It was like it was a pair a giant parachute, and it was like a swing. You sit in two chairs like a swing. And would go up to the top, and it's probably like, like ten stories high. I don't know. You know, it was high enough. And then they would tease you on when it would drop. You never knew. 
you get Wait, up on the top. Did you go to Riverview when you were a kid in Gary? You, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my now, this, this was an annual trip, at wow. least twice a year. There'd be somebody, you know, at the, but my father's people, his union at the steel mills would have a river, Riverview day. So everybody would go then. No, but I'd go. They they had these, this um, roller coaster called the Bobs, which was incredible. It was incredible. In fact, part of its carnival atmosphere, it had a, 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 a huge, billboard with um, one earring that women had lost. It was a collection of all of the earrings that women had lost on the ride. They had one place where you went and it had vents in the ground and it would blow up women's dresses. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if you didn't widely show up in shorts <laughs> as a woman. I'm telling you what Monroe is doing right now is uh, without realizing it, imitating or uh, echoing, I should say, uh, the conversations I would hear in the cafeteria at Nichols Junior High from my friends who would tell me, you got to go to Riverview. And this is why I'm, 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 I'm like, wow, I got to go. Ma, take me to Riverview. Please take me to Riverview. Uh, yeah, all right. yeah, when we went, it would be a two-hour drive because you. No, had, you slept it up from Gary. Yeah, right. Uh, it would be a two-hour drive. I become. I would have to come from Evanston. It would not be a two-hour drive because right. Riverview, ladies and gentlemen, is right behind where Lane Tech is. Right, uh, you know, then they like at Addison, uh, in California, around there. That's where yeah. Riverview used to be. And yeah, the uh, projects is there. That yeah, no, uh, yeah, they're being uh, transformed as the city. Right, like exactly. That. Chicago's um, last integrated public housing project. Yeah. Oh, integration in Chicago? We got to get rid of that. You know, right, Chicago exactly. is dedicated to getting rid of integration. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, enough Riverview reminiscing. We have a time for one last topic. Okay. And uh, I uh, wrote about this in my newsletter. George Santos, the newly elected congressman from uh, New York City, like Long Island area. Um, complete, absolute fraud. The New York Times did an investigation after the election uh, that showed that all these claims he made about his business career and his uh, uh, his career as a do-gooder were largely contrived, or at the very least, there's no proof or evidence that he did the things he claimed he did. Uh, interesting assertion by Santos' attorney is not denying, really, or refuting with evidence anything the New York Times says, uh, but by saying, witch hunt, <laughs> witch hunt by the liberal media. I mean, it's Trumpism, just right, or just out-and-out out Trumpism. Now, he's become Trump. Trump's methods have become the standards standard for Republicans. You lie about things. You you bully people. I mean, it's just completely different from um, what politics were like pre-Trump. And this point. So you recall, it's, it's right out of the Richard Irvin playbook. Now, you remember Richard Irvin uh, the mayor from Aurora, who ran uh, as Kenny G's candidate in the Republican primary uh, and got uh, annihilated by MAGA man Darren Bailey. I know this is ancient history that most Chicagoans uh, want to forget, or most Illinoisans want to forget. Uh, 
But Der, uh, Richard Irvin is a black man, and he ran those commercials. We talked about him a lot, Monroe, where yeah. he goes, uh, people who look like me are what scares uh, the liberals and the Democrats. Black man who is openly mad. Look like me, but think like us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, got right. Exactly. Look like me and think like us, which was so weird and right out of a Jordan Peele movie. So, George Santos, the lawyer said, I don't know if you saw this, he goes, uh, George Santos is the thing that scares Democrats the most. Uh, a gay Latino, a gay Latino. That's what scares Democrats the most. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is straight out of Richard Irvin. Like, yeah. I don't know any Democrats who's afraid. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, it, right. It, no Democrat is afraid of this. <laughs> well, well, but to show you how much Santos is a, a, a clone of Trump, he claimed that, in, in, I forgot the name of the bar, where they killed all the shot up, went in and, and mass killed a bunch of um, gay people at a bar. Yeah. This was a couple of years ago. In, so. in uh, Florida. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he claimed that four of his friends were killed that night in that bar. They researched it. Zero. Wow. Just like, you know, Trump claimed that um, a lot of uh, the... Um, Muslims were cheering when the yeah no yeah Trump ate yes about nine eleven yeah right uh, yeah no so uh, so my question to you is I blame this on uh, I attribute this I should say to negligence on the part of New York Democrats uh, who dropped the ball in two cases one remapping so they created a map that. Uh, was advantageous uh, to Republicans uh, and two, and just uh, doing a terrible job of uh, exposing what's uh, who Santos was. Uh, do you think I'm unfair to Democrats in New York? What do you attribute um, it to? They're, they're still learning. <laughs> the Democrats, I'm being kind. <laughs> just like Hillary didn't take Trump seriously because he was so ridiculous. It's like how this is, that's what Democrats in New York did for Santo. They didn't take him seriously because he was a clown. Yeah. And they haven't, they're beginning to realize there's progress being made, but they haven't fully come to fully realize that. Um, there's a circus in town. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 people go see clowns. Wow. So uh they're gonna have him as their congressman for the next no, two years. No, 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 no. The investigation's already started and they're gonna try and keep him out of office. Well, we'll see. He, yeah, I mean, keep him out of office. How? I mean, uh well, one thing he's he's um Wanted in Brazil for floating checks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and so 
They just send him back to Brazil. Wow. Oh, wow. You, him, you got him. You are Santos. You got him. <laughs> oh, God. What a character. And I'm sure that he's done some other things. I mean, he's broken some some campaign laws. I mean, I'm I'm not sure, but yeah. I'm going to be surprised if it's not the case. If it's not the case, I mean, because of, I mean, because he was so outlandish, so brazen. You know, he 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 claimed to have graduated from a college that he didn't go to. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go and uh, and have jobs with corporations uh, that he apparently didn't have jobs with. Right. Uh, so this is a story that will be unfolding. I don't know how, I don't believe he'll be censored uh, or punished by, again, the, uh, the Republicans are taking charge of Congress because uh, there'll be Republicans taking charge of Congress. No, they're going to, he, he's not going to get a chance to be it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're he's somehow gonna, He won't be sworn in. Well, we will now, see. Now, your man McCarthy <laughs> will try because he's already pledged his vote. To McCarthy. Yeah. And, oh, Santos has already pledged. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he needs every vote he can get because he's 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 on shaky ground. Yeah, that'll be another story we'll be following uh, in the next year. The shaky ground of Kevin McCarthy uh, as Speaker of the House, if he even makes it that far. We shall see. All right, we've run out of time for today's show. Monroe, uh, I won't talk to you before Christmas. I'll be uh, heading out to visit my family so on Cali. So Merry Christmas to you, and I'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. Okay. And Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Very good. That's uh, the great Monroe Anderson. Thank you much. I also want to thank uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy at Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Monroe Anderson and that carnival barker at uh, Riverview will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D. The D stands for Demarvelous. Merry Christmas to you, Dr. D. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody.